0: The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, the man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. This time around, we're taking a look at the Rogue slash Survivor multi-class cards. There are four of them. Hit me, Unscrupulous Loan, Precious Memento from a Former Life, and Precious Memento from a Future Life. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on the Whisperer in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or are good in one particular investigator get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the optional list of Taboos or that are just bad for the game get a curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiskus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that I've been using for the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are back with our review of the player cards in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion. We are now on the Rogue and Survivor cards. We are going to kick things off with Hit Me. It's a one cost event that has an agility skill icon. Fortune and Gambit traits, it is fast. Play after you reveal a chaos token during a skill test. Reveal an additional chaos token, switching its minus to a plus. If that token is a skull token, you automatically fail. I have had a chance to play this card and the one time I played it, I drew an auto fail. So the chaos bag did hit me pretty hard. It didn't cost me the game or anything, but uh, I thought, I'll get another bite at the apple. This one is uh, a lot like uh, the survivor card Lucky or the uh, the rogue card Sure Gamble from the core set. What do you guys think of this one?
1: If you're willing to test your luck, this is pretty good. There are a decent amount of skulls in a lot of the campaigns. Carcosa, I think, starts with three. Dream Eaters, I believe, also starts with three by the end of the first scenario. At minimum, you have two in every campaign so it's in essence it's adding two extra auto two to three extra auto fails into your bag so that's something to consider depending on what scenario and or campaign you're playing but aside from that this is probably most of the time going to be pretty good i don't know exactly what the math would be on three auto
2: fails but
1: you know three out of however many tokens
2: yeah, it's pretty it's, good yeah it's just like lucky i mean lucky is of course it's it's set it gives you that plus two retroactively and lucky is in my opinion one of the, like the best cards in the game because you don't have to use it until it saves your butt so i I actually have played this a little bit and i consider it basically rogue lucky and it works like mm. sometimes sometimes it turns a failure into a success sometimes the failure stays a failure the one thing you really have to look out for is if you're testing something that scales based on how much you fail by, such as Rotting Remains, note that if you draw a skull token or even like a tentacle on Hit Me, it treats as if your final skill test result was zero. So let's say you're testing against Rotting Remains, you draw your token, and you end up, you're one under, so you're due to take a horror. At that point, don't play Hit Me, because you can, you're you basically, now you have a downside to playing Hit Me. You might end up automatically failing and taking three horror. So be careful with that. Don't use it for everything, but it's it's just as it's just like lucky, but now rogues get it too and it's very cool. One one recommendation I'll make is if you're playing if you're a rogue, you take two copies of hit me. Eventually, upgrade those into sure gamble cuz that's like hit me but much better and can save your butt from drawing a minus 4 token or a minus 6. It's a good card. Yeah, I think you make
0: yeah. a good point that there is a there does seem to be a like a window where you can play hit me like if you if you fail by one, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But if you fail by two, generally, if you're playing on on easier standard, there's lots of minus twos in the bag. Yeah. And so, if you make that second pull, there is a a chance, you know, a better chance that you will draw a minus two, and then you'll switch it to a plus two, and you'll end up pulling a test that you were probably gonna fail anyway if you're minus two yeah. already but it's not, like, unlike Lucky, of course, where you, you automatically get the plus two. This one you have to rely on a little bit of luck to uh, to pull that off, but uh, yeah, I, I do like this card, and I, I think it's nice for, uh, a nice option for rogues. I think I played it on a willpower skill test because I, I just sort of failed it, and I thought, well, maybe I can pull this out of the fire. I mean, I did pull an auto fail, so it didn't work out in the end but there was a chance that it uh i could have swung the test my way so how would we rate yeah. this one
1: i'm gonna give this a plus one you know i think the the real power of this card is all those tests that you have this in your hand and you pass anyway and you're you under commit to certain skill tests it's like that same sort of subtle power that lucky has where you're you're sort of taking these riskier skill tests and you're holding back resources because you know you have lucky in your hand to kind of you know push that escape button but Mm -hmm. you know this sort of acts in that similar way which is really good and in a class that really needs it with rogue you know like you were saying man from Lang, being able to pass needed willpower treacheries can be really nice and you know just having this in your hand is going to make you take tests that you may not have otherwise, and passing those is really nice.
2: Yeah, I'd agree, plus one. If I remember correctly, I think we gave Lucky an Elder sign in the revised Corset review. And plus one feels about right, given that Lucky is, is like an Elder sign, one of the best cards in the game. Because it's not as reliable as Lucky, but it performs a similar function and uh, you know works out pretty well. One thing I, I got a note I just realized this has got to have some funny synergy with curse tokens. You reveal a curse token off of this, it, the curse becomes a plus two, and then but then you have to draw another token. Oh, fun times.
1: huh ah,
0: interesting. <laughs> and, um, also and, notable it, and it is doesn't that, work um, with bless tokens, because
2: you... Uh, well, it doesn't switch, because the thing is, it'll switch a negative to a positive, but it won't switch a positive to a negative. Well, so that means yeah. all your blesses and all the curses become plus two. It's like... Oh, there you go. Living the rogue life at that point. <laughs> you could
1: have potentially 20 bless tokens in the bag at that point, which is pretty yeah. funny.
2: <laughs> can, well, it, fun uh, time. can Parallel <laughs> Skids it only switches, take this? Yes. It's a fortune card, so I yeah. think so.
0: So he can yeah. include how many copies of Lucky in his deck now?
2: Eight. Ten if you count, sure, Gamble. Oh, because the six Luckies plus this? Yeah. Gotcha.
0: It's <laughs> a lot of luck. I'm going to give this one a plus one as well. It didn't work out for me the, the time I played it, but uh, I think the power is there. Lucky is one of the best cards in the game, and having a somewhat less reliable Lucky is uh, is still better than nothing in a lot of uh, situations. It's going to feel pretty good when you uh, slap this down on the table and draw a token that uh, and you pass a test that you, uh, you thought you were going to fail but uh, it is something worth keeping in mind. As Nate said, there are campaigns with more Skull Tokens in the bag, and so uh, your odds of failure will go up uh, slightly in those, uh, in those campaigns. The next card in the box is Unscrupulous Loan. It is a free asset that costs three experience points. It has the packed trait limit one per investigator, cannot leave play, Response, after you play Unscrupulous Loan, gain 10 resources. Forced, when the game ends, or you are eliminated, if you have fewer than 10 resources in your resource pool, exile Unscrupulous Loan. I believe this card nets you more resources than uh, any other card in the game that we have seen, such as uh, Hot Streak. I think it's uh, worth noting that... uh, while rogues have had access to this type of effect uh, in the past, in in cards like Hot Streak, survivors have not. So, if you want to build a survivor deck that has, say, a lot of resources in order to play some of the more expensive events that uh, survivors have, then this is one way to do that. Exiling a 3 XP card kind of hurts, but uh, what do you guys think of this one?
1: I mean, in standalone, that forced effect is flavor text, so... In standalone, well, this is sweet. This is gain 10 resources well, for an yeah. action. Mm. I love that, but um, <laughs> uh, if you're playing this in a campaign... I think in the decks you're going to play it, they're probably going to be rogue decks, I think, for the most part, because rogues have all the cards that interact with having tons of resources. And in Survivor, you're probably going to spend those resources, or you're playing something that, you you know, your deck is very low to the ground, so you don't need a lot of resources. But in Rogues, you have well-connected, you've got cunning, you've got all sorts of tools to play around with, with having tons of resources. And in those styles of decks, you end up with like 20 plus resources. Like that's the whole point of the deck. If you're playing Black Fan or something like that, this just catapults you into that with one action. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, I've actually gotten to play with this because I I played through a campaign with um, my Jenny Barnes, Black Fan, Dario Element. I went all in with Well Connected and everything. This card is very, very good in any deck that can take it. I I have to be honest, because if you draw it early, that's when you need your resources. Like the ideal first turn play is often first action uh emergency cash for three resources so you can get get running and not have to spend actions uh taking resources. This is like the ideal because um yeah it gives you ten for one action. And you don't even need to have three. You know like you don't need to have three in your pool like um hot streak requires you to. So the fact that it gives you so many resources so quickly then you spend them but then near the end of the game you can like save up and and pay it off also like the downside does not hurt you at all within the context of the scenario so it's not like it makes you pay a tax of like one resource you know every couple of turns or anything like that it does not hobble you at all during the scenario it just challenges you to get up to 10 and then end the scenario and if you seize control of the scenario and you have that time to build you know to build up then you know you you have control over whether or not this is going to get exiled so like every time i play this this thing has been like incredible <laughs> i have to be honest this is a very mm. good card it's also the and i'm also glad it exists because this is kind of like the final piece of the black fan like well connected combo i discovered because um between hot streaks and unscrupulous loan you know you you finally get enough you know linking parts in order to make that whole thing you know work out together yeah this this thing is great i I gotta say it's
0: great yeah i can see the obvious appeal of this in in those big money decks because plays for free you get 10 right off the bat you can just hit the ground running the thing that i'm kind of curious about with this one is whether it does actually have any applications in survivor because i mean dark horse has been around since undimensioned and unseen so survivors have tended to play very low to the ground decks and uh haven't needed this sort of effect we have seen a couple of cards in the past that have attempted to sort of lean into the whole survivor expensive event slash asset deck but i don't know if that's really taken off i certainly haven't played one myself and while this does have exile on it i'm not too sure how it fits into a into a survivor build and whether i assume if you are playing a survivor you're probably going to end up exiling this because you're going to be spending those resources and they don't have a lot of other ways to generate resources you could pick up deja vu of course to to make the pickup cheaper but again that's five xp four xp something like that so it's Unless you're going all in on exile while the the obvious power in rogue is pretty clear i'm I'm not too sure how this fits in with a survivor investigators because I don't think we've really seen survivors that that
1: do this sort of thing. There's no big money survivor deck no
2: yeah. but even then just having just getting ten resources, if you have a deck that wants to play assets and then doesn't really need resources anymore, then this is great because this will give you all the resources you need for the game. And then you never have to spend any actions taking resources again until the very end of the game when you need to get back up to ten. The fact that it bursts you it can burst up from zero is is very important too. Mm-hmm. That matters. I'd still say this is this is very good in any deck that can take it, I have to say. Like I you ha- you need a reason not to. Oh, one thing I will say though is I personally would recommend not taking two copies because of the limit one per investigator. I'd stick to one copy. Yeah, know, I was I
0: was thinking that too. I mean yeah. The you can take two it's not like a an exceptional card that you can only include one in your deck but uh that second copy once you draw it and it doesn't this does not have any skill icons on it you can use cornered true you can yes and you if can you have
2: if you have something like cornered then then yeah maybe taking two copies is is fine but i think in the most part survivors have nothing left to lose and rogues mm-hmm. have hot streak In i would do i would I would say do those instead of the second copy of Unscrupulous Loan.
1: So how would we rate this one? And Rogue is a plus one. In Survivor, it's like almost... It's definitely not an Elder thing in Survivor, but it's just really hard to include in non-standalone decks, I think, a lot of the time in Survivor. You just don't really need ton resources. But in Rogue, go ham. This thing's sweet.
2: (laughs) I'd actually give this thing an Elder sign. This thing is really, really good. Like, it's really good.
1: You just have a bias because yeah. you play a lot of Jenny, yeah. <laughs> but doesn't it,
0: doesn't everybody?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least they should. She's like yeah. the poster child of the game. Or at least she was for a long time.
2: Oh yeah, because right, she's on the cover of uh of Arkham Horror Final Hour, you know, with her with the guns, and she's trying to like hold keep her hat on her head while shooting things. And like she's that's in... so. Cr- Love she's it. in mother's embrace. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's right. She's in mother's embrace too. Mother's embrace too. Move aside, boys. It's my turn. So
0: I think I'm going to. Uh, I have not played this card yet, but I will. Uh, I will defer to uh, uh enthusiasm in this one, and and give this one an elder sign. At least in rogue, survivor is a uh, a much bigger question mark. I I agree with you, Nate. It's probably not an elder thing by any stretch it's probably you know if you're looking for this type of effect i mean there is really no other effect in survivor that does anywhere close to this
2: but you have nothing left to lose true yeah there's no exile there
0: what's that five resources five
2: you go up to five resources five resources so yeah
0: so maybe there's maybe there is a new deck in here that that can lean into some of those expensive events like um, Cunning Distraction and I think Waylay I'd include in there. There's a, there's a few others we've received over the years that have quite high resource costs that I don't think have found a home simply because Dark Horse has been, or Dark Horse-like builds, you know, you don't even have to include Dark Horse in your deck but survivors are just able to get by with so little that uh, they haven't needed this type of effect. So maybe there's a deck there that that picks this up, takes some of these more expensive cards and and uh, uses them to better effect. But uh, that, uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, that's one of the, I guess, the downsides of having all of these cards dumped on you at once is because there's uh, so many that you uh, want to play and so many new decks that you want to try out. And And just talking to you guys about how all these cards might fit into new new decks, and I could spend days just building and playing different decks that. uh, that Haven't we already spent days,
2: you know, between all the outtakes and you know and recuts and stuff? Haven't we already spent days talking about the cards?
0: I think by the time we're done, Edge of the Earth, it might be a day's worth of a day's worth of videos. So. That brings us to Precious Memento. Now there are two versions of Precious Memento. This is the From a Former Life version. Three cost asset that costs four experience points, two wild skill icons, item charm, and blessed trait. Limit one Precious Memento from a former life per deck. So you can play uh, both versions if you want. There's, uh, you can only include one of each, but you can play both. As a response after you fail a skill test by 2 or more exhaust precious memento to heal one damage from it or after you succeed at a skill test by 2 or more exhaust precious memento to heal one horror from it precious memento has 3 health and 3 sanity and takes up an accessory slot now uh I mentioned before we started recording that uh I think this card and its uh and its counterpart I have read more often than probably any other card in this set trying to wrap my head around how to use this thing effectively. I I understand what the responses do, but for the longest time I had a very tough time figuring out what kind of deck I would want to play this in. But uh, the more I think about it, the more I like this one Both of them, uh, just because I think this is one of the rare examples where healing has been done right, and the ability to soak a bunch with this and then heal just using responses either by succeeding by two in a rogue deck or failing. I mean, everybody who plays this game knows you're going to bomb a couple skill tests per game just by the fact that the Chaos Bag exists. So being able to heal damage in horror without having to do anything, you know, besides playing this card, is, is pretty nice. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, I hate this card because it doesn't work with Carolyn. Why not? Because Carolyn only heals from Investigator or ally assets. Oh, but she can take it. She can take it?
2: And it makes her tanky, don't get me wrong, but she doesn't get resources off of it. Uh, when she, Right, when she uses it. Well, then maybe she can use it to soak damage
1: i just i that's a that's a joke in, in all seriousness these <laughs> cards are pretty good yeah they are a little expensive like four and three resources is a lot but what you get out of it is basically you live forever
2: yeah the thing about this card is uh compare it to like i guess in survivor you can kind of compare it to the peter sylvester jessica Hyde combo which is i mean let's be honest that's worth like all the xp you got to put into it with the charismas to like get that rolling yeah Peter Sylvester they, and Jessica Hyde they give you three stat boosts as well so it's kind of you know like a, a similar here but you kind of live forever I think the key thing to note about precious memento is rogue does not have a lot of ways to soak in to actually like soak damage and horror because rogue allies tend to be ex- kind of expensive xp wise and you kind of want to keep them on the board think like Lola Santiago or Leo De Luca.
1: Delilah,
2: yeah, yeah, or like Delilah work. Like you don't want those to be your soak. Like they don't. Like re- I mean, they have some disposable allies, but you don't use them very much because Lola, Lola, and Delilah are so good. Um, same with Leo Deluca. So what this thing does, at least on the rogue end, is it lets rogues like heal horror. Because if you're playing a deck like that runs like pickpocketing, or you know, try to succeed by two, get your lucky cigarette case draw. This will also heal some horror and let rogues soak things. Now, like which one you take, that's based on your own experiences, to be honest, and what your um, what your deck is able to deal with. But um, yeah, that's the key. It's something that it finally lets rogues heal without having to spend lots of actions. I mean, what's the alternative? Liquid courage, which is like okay, but action intensive. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh. yeah, yeah. But that's the key. It lets it lets. Let's you get some healing without having to spend any actions and lots of soak
0: yeah xp wise if you are if you've ever been tempted to play say bulletproof vest or elder sign amulet you're probably better off investing in this one i think those ones are slightly cheaper to get on the table but i mean you really can't go wrong i think by dropping this on the table and having three and three to soak and then heal uh, as you uh, you go along especially if you're playing the succeed by two archetype anyway like basically this thing turns lockpicks into a heal discover a clue exactly. and heal a horror <laughs> so it's like yeah mm. <laughs> and you're probably going to use lockpicks most turns if you're especially in solo mm-hmm. but uh, i mean even in multiplayer i think lockpicks are good, I mean, they're good for a clue every turn, right? And so you're not going to turn that down. And the fact that you can turn your lockpicks into a I-also-heal-a-horror is pretty good, too. And then, say you do draw that willpower treachery that you bomb because mm-hmm. your willpower sucks. And if you're not playing any of the cards we've looked at in this set, like Counter-Espionage or Savant, then you can heal a damage off this as well, which is is pretty nice, I guess, from the survivor end, they have access to a lot of soak as it is, so perhaps something like this isn't as necessary, but still, there are many a survivor deck that uh that like to fail by two so or fail tests, so you can heal damage and uh the succeeding by two, I'm not entirely sure how many survivor decks will do that reliably so.
2: But sometimes you'll get it accidentally.
0: Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's accidental. You'll yeah. you'll you'll boost up a test high enough, and then hey, I succeeded, and mm-hmm. um, away you go.
2: Uh, one thing I do like about this, and from the survival angle, survivor angle, is it helps to break the monopoly of Peter Sylvester on the on survivor decks, because I mean it's Peter and it's Jessica. They're like they're so good because they. Give you stats and they heal every turn so it's like if you want to play something besides peter and jessica you know this helps give you some options you know por- by providing that ability to at least aim for once a turn getting to heal something
1: um, yeah, i was gonna i was also gonna say like calvin and wendy are probably pretty good candidates for this card as well wendy yeah, has lockpicks so lock that's right and calvin is gonna take tons of direct damage anyway so he needs all the soak he can get yeah that's true he kind of does so like even if you have peter
2: and you have jessica like he probably still wants this just so he has even more soak. man oh man now i'm thinking you can you can run multiplayer calvin with solemn vows and just take everybody's damage (laughs) just give it all to me Knowing that he can heal from Peter, heal from, from Jessica, and heal from Precious from Mino. I like mm-hmm. it.
0: <laughs> so how would we rate this one?
2: I'm going to give it a plus one. I think this
1: card is pretty solid. I I will admit that sometimes you just don't really need an effect like this. You know, Sometimes you're just kind of blazing through scenarios and you don't really need a bunch of healing. But when you need healing, you need <laughs> healing. You need a lot of it. This card will probably carry you into those later scenarios where you need tons of soak to be able to tank a couple hits from, you know, Azathoth or whatever big bad that deals two and two or three yeah, and exactly. three or something ridiculous. You know,
2: in fact, uh, that's one thing I particularly like about this is even if you draw this while you're um, on your last legs, you're not sad because it can take a whole shot from a boss enemy for you, and yeah, that can save your life. It's not like you have to get it early and then let the horror damage slowly trickle in and then slowly trickle out, you know, thanks to the once per turn, maybe healing. Like this thing can, um, it's three and three right now, um, which is also very nice. I'm gonna, I'm also gonna give this a plus one because for what it does provide soak, it's very good at it.
0: I seem to have earned a reputation as someone who hates healing cards. And uh, I think this is, uh, I really like this one. Plus one for me as well. Man, I wish we had more healing cards that piggybacked healing effects on on other cards. There are cards in the card pool that do similar things that, you know, you've got a response that lets you heal by doing something else. And uh, I really do quite like this one. 4 XP is is a bit of a... Might be tough in some decks. You know, three resources for most uh, most rogues. That's not... Going to be much of an issue, maybe a bigger problem in Survivors, but uh, yeah, I agree. I think this is a, a nice way. If you've been playing the Peter Sylvester Jessica Hyde combo, you can either make that combo even better by picking this up and having even more so, probably too much at that point, or you can maybe play this and play some other allies for a change. So that's nice when the designers give us options to. Uh, to sort of displace the the cards that we have been uh playing religiously since uh since their release now that brings us to the precious memento from a future life i think we can probably uh go through this one pretty quickly basically the same as the uh the one we just looked at same stats Uh, the only difference is the responses which are flipped so uh Instead, after you fail a skill test by two or more, you can Exhaust Precious Memento to heal one horror from it. Or as a response, you can succeed at a skill test by two or more, Exhaust Precious Memento, and heal a damage from it. Is there a significant difference between the two? Is there one you would take more than the other?
1: I think it depends on the campaign. If you're taking a lot of horror from stuff like Rotting Remains and things like that, I think I would prefer this one as a rogue. Because I'm probably going to fail that Rotting Remains. This takes a couple Horror, and then it heals one. Oh, gotcha. So that's pretty nice. And then the times I'm taking damage is probably from an enemy attack or maybe a stray Grasping Hands that I failed or something like that. And I'm probably not going to use that ability as often. So it's nice to be able to do that. But if I'm playing in something like... I don't know, Smith, that doesn't have a lot of willpower stuff, then maybe I take a former life, because I'm proactively trying to succeed certain skill tests. So it, I think part of it is like depending on how you build your deck and partially what campaign you're playing, but I, I think for the most part they're pretty interchangeable.
2: Yeah, I think what you can do is, because it costs 4 XP, you can kind of see how the campaign is going, and how your teammates are doing, and what kind of effects are being slung around, and then you can kind of triage and diagnose okay which one do i need you know because of cost xp you get to do that you don't have to plan for a specific one right you know when you think of the deck concept you can just say i'm getting a precious memento someone somewhere down the line i'll pick which one i get when i get there
0: yeah i was thinking of a of a uh, scenario like union and disillusion which uh, there are uh, many an investigator who have died very rapidly due to due to damage in that scenario and uh Something like this is uh is very helpful. Again, if you're playing lockpicks or any of that succeed by two tech, this is just tax on a heal of damage from it. So depending on your investigator and how you've built your deck and, and the campaign, you may want this one or you may want the other one. But uh yeah, I agree. I, I don't think you can you can really go wrong uh once you pick one of them. It's 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 three and three in a heal. so soak and healing in one card as uh, we were really uh, high on medical student. And and this is something along the the same lines plus one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's solid. I think another thing to note too, is that you, you, we've been talking about Peter Sylvester and Jessica Hyde quite a bit, but, but this card also allows you to do is to pick one. So for instance, if you're playing Wendy, you take lock picks, you take Peter, and then you can take this from a future life, and now every time you're lockpicking, you're healing damage, and then Peter has the horror soak covered for you. So there's also that to, to play around with. So I think there's there's room to like kind of figure out which one with which ally, and mm. yeah, that could be fun.
2: Yeah, that, that reminds me of a thought I had. Um, you can use one of the versions of these to back up your totally awesome composure that you're taking, because composures mean you can't you have to you have to kill the composure before you kill yourself but you can kill the precious memento you can well you can put stack damage and horror on the precious memento before you kill your composure so
1: and so the we... composure helps you succeed by two or more
2: yes it does yeah so there you go now you got a composure and you've got a protection for the composure without having to dip into your ally slot
0: and uh we would be remiss if we didn't mention that, uh, of course, you can pick up Relic Hunter and play both of these at the same time. So, if you succeed by two, you heal a damage and a horror. Yeah. Or heal a horror and heal a... If you fail, you get to heal a horror and a damage. So, uh, And you've got, like, six and six on the table, which... That's yeah. basically another investigator's worth of of health and That's sanity it is. you have a lola hayes sitting
2: on the board <laughs> <laughs> a lola hayes worth of uh damage and horror and their items so you can scavenge them and bob can help you play them and bob can help you play them yeah these are definitely uh they definitely work well with the bob deck that we've been you know lots of items you can he can play them for other people can't he with yes he can his, um with his with signature his yeah there you go
0: yeah, it occurred to me synergy. yesterday that I think these are probably cost 4 XP to keep them out of In the Thick of It range. Yes. <laughs> so you oh, can't... man, are we going to start
2: looking at every card? So it's you like, can't start with this the, in play. But... There's the 3 XP threshold, which means off-class investigators can't take it. Now there's the 4 XP cards that the In the Thick of It investigators can't take. And then we're going to have to come up with a threshold for the 5 XP cards, which... <laughs> Finn Edwards, I guess, can't take or whatever. Yeah. yeah so I, Finn, Finn
0: and Carolyn and and all those investigators that have the weird uh what is it? Mateo yeah. and Bless?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Stuff weird deck like building that,
0: that I always forget about. It's like, She's oh they can't okay. take that. Or uh is it uh Ursula and change. relics? She can't take oh, yeah.
2: level five. Yeah, she can't relics. take level
1: five relics,
2: yeah. Yep. And very clearly the design cards around those are very specific investigators right guys very clearly that's the first (laughs) thing that's on their mind when they price cards right (laughs) that's right
0: can Ursula take this oh well we have to bump Uh, the xp cost on this one (laughs) that's going to do it for our look at the rogue and survivor cards in the uh, edge of the earth investigator expansion a pretty pretty nice selection of cards here not a not a dud among them
1: no not at all and a wide variety of effects that feel like they're they belong in the classes that they're designed for which is great not
2: not only that but i could see bob jenkins taking all these cards
1: yeah and i could see um you know i could just as easily see monterey jack taking some of these or not monterey jack um daniela i could see daniela yeah daniela would take the soak i could also see daniela wanting 10 resources Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's true so
0: yeah a good uh, a good batch of cards here for uh for the uh the rogues and survivors. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at manfromlang@gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there and happy investigating.